What is a negotiation genius? Let's start with a simple observation that you often know a negotiation genius when you see one. You can see genius in the way a person thinks about, prepares for, and executes negotiation strategy. You can see genius in the way a person manages to completely turn around a seemingly hopeless negotiation situation. You can see genius in the way a person manages to negotiate successful deals consistently while still maintaining her integrity and strengthening her relationships and her reputation. And in all likelihood, you know who the negotiation geniuses are in your organization. This book will share with you their secrets. Consider the following stories in which negotiators faced great obstacles only to overcome them to achieve remarkable levels of success. But we will not reveal how they did it yet. Instead, we will revisit these stories and many others like them in the chapters that follow as we share with you the strategies and insights you need to negotiate like a genius in all aspects of life. A Fight Over Exclusivity Representatives of a Fortune 500 company had been negotiating the purchase of a new product ingredient from a small European supplier. The parties had agreed to a price of $18 per pound for a million pounds of product per year, but a conflict arose over exclusivity terms. The supplier would not agree to sell the ingredient exclusively to the U.S. firm, and the U.S. firm was unwilling to invest in producing a new product if competitors would have access to one of its key ingredients. This issue appeared to be a deal-breaker. The U.S. negotiators were both frustrated and surprised by the small European firm's reticence on the issue of exclusivity. They believed their offer was not only fair, but generous. Eventually, they decided to sweeten the deal with guaranteed minimum orders and a willingness to pay more per pound. They were shocked when the European firm still refused to provide exclusivity. As a last resort, the U.S. negotiators decided to call in their resident negotiation genius, Chris, who flew to Europe and quickly got up to speed. In a matter of minutes, Chris was able to structure a deal that both parties immediately accepted. He made no substantive concessions, nor did he threaten the small firm. How did Chris manage to save the day? We will revisit this story in Chapter 3. A Diplomatic Impasse in the fall of 2000, some members of the U.S. Senate began calling for a U.S. withdrawal from the United Nations. Meanwhile, at the United Nations, the United States was on the verge of losing its vote in the General Assembly. The conflict was over a debt of close to $1.5 billion, which the United States owed to the U.N. The United States was unwilling to pay unless the U.N. agreed to a variety of reforms that it felt were long overdue. Most important, the United States wanted a reduction in its assessments, the percentage of the U.N.'s yearly regular budget that the United States was obligated to pay, from 25% to 22%. The problem was this. If the United States paid less, someone else would have to pay more. There were other serious complications as well. First, U.N. regulations stipulated that Richard Holbrook, U.S. ambassador to the U.N., 
had to convince all 190 countries to ratify the changes demanded by the United States. Second, Holbrook faced a deadline. If he could not strike a deal before the end of 2000, the money set aside by Congress to pay U.S. dues would disappear from the budget. Third, no nation seemed willing to increase its assessments in order for the United States to get a break. How could Holbrook convince even one nation to increase its assessment when they all claimed this was impossible? As the end of 2000 approached, Holbrook decided on a different strategy. He stopped trying to persuade other nations to agree to his demands. What he did instead worked wonders. The issue was resolved, and Holbrook was congratulated by member states of the U.N., as well as by members of both political parties in the U.S. Congress. How did Holbrook resolve this conflict? We will revisit this story in Chapter 2.